Coming at you from Casa Hermosa here in sunny Long Beach, California. I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and this is your Evening Handsome. Hit it, boys. I'm joined remotely by my illustrious colleague and old friend, Hondro. Evening, handsome. I think I have luster. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm lustrous. I don't know You're... if you know that. When in, I mean, in person, I am very lustrous. I, I'm. I, I'm luminous. You know, I, I give off quite a pleasing light. I am told. Oh, I see. Are... As opposed to illustrious. Yeah. Okay. Yes, dude. You luster. Yeah. And all that lusters is smash mouth, as the old <laughs> proverb says. As the old, as the old proverb says. Yeah. <laughs> so have you know, you I been... never got that one in my my fortune cookie. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's because yeah. fortune cookie fortune cookies are mainly an American invention, actually. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much like chop suey. Um. So yeah, have you been, pal? You know, uh, can't complain, and I know that that uh, makes me privileged, I guess, because uh, I know many out there are probably not as fortunate as I. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely feel that, too. I mean, as you might have noticed, my intro is a little different uh, because I'm finally at a permanent handsome headquarters, and so I've decided to start calling it Casa Hermosa. Um which, you know, when you look up at Google Translate and you're trying to look up like handsome headquarters or handsome house, that's what shows up. But it also just means beautiful house. So now that my wife is going to have what I assume to be a very handsome young man um, come this winter, um, he will also be here in our home. So we have a house that we bought. And so now we have what is called the American dream as opposed to other dreams. Um, and, you know, it really is exposing what a privileged little gentrifying uh, type of person I am. Like I was walking into in my backyard and uh, I had a mustache and aviator sunglasses that were on a neon like um, lanyard. And uh, I was wearing a 1988 um, World Series t-shirt like 80s style t-shirt uh octopussy was blasting on my um vintage gaming rig in the uh <laughs> in the garage and my dog's like rolling around in the astroturf in the back and i'm like if i saw myself from the apartment building next door i'd be like fuck that guy <laughs> i'm gonna suggest a mild change to your your naming suggestion which is that you Season should eight. actually which is you'd actually call it Casa la, la Hermosa. Casa think, La Hermosa. I think that's going to be a little more of the flavor that you're looking for. Okay. As far as like Good. the, uh, the, 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 you know, like the, the handsomeness. Right. Is the, uh, is the important part of this. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's any, it's any house, but it's, it's a handsome house. Right. Yeah. The okay. I like that. Well, I mean, we tr- I did. I was trying to do the um, you know Spanish translation because this is what is known as a Spanish style house. You know, um, although instead of the turret, it has like a bay window, 
which is more of a traditional like kind of San Francisco, California house. So, um, but, you know, this house is like 90 years old. So it's basically Spanish style in that there's like a little thing of tile on the front. So it looks like it's this expensive villa, but it's really just like a box in Long Beach. <laughs> you know? And Lee, Lee is a happy um, homeowner. So obviously he's, uh, ex- you're excited. Yeah, you sorry. I'm going on and on and on about my little fortress here, but yeah, let's exactly. move on to the topics let's of the day. Let's talk about the day. Let's talk about the current events. You know, when I when we do the when we do when we used to do the Watts radio, mm. you know, we would we would, we would do our our current events, you know, of just about energy and obviously exploiting as many uh energetic puns as we, uh-huh. could, we could we could come up with. It was a hoot, uh, folks. I, I, I was always, I was always pretty amped about that. All right. So anyway, uh, what do you got this week? You know, I, I mean, obviously, we, are, I can't take. My well, the eyes civil off war the news. is the civil war is breaking out. Yeah, and Portland. I mean, come on. Hello. Yeah. Who thought Hello, that, Portland? Who thought that Portland would be the new Fort Sumner? You know what I mean? Who thought that Portland would be the front line <laughs> in the I mean, next? Yeah, I mean, fell apart. Like the civil war has started. Like we're at the PG thirteen uh, version of American civil war, which is like a like one person so far has been like killed on either quote side unquote. When in reality, actually, we've seen the death of um, well. In in reality, um, we have seen um, for the most part peaceful protests from Black Lives Matter folks. Um, And every time the Trump people come in, it's driving trucks and shooting paintballs and trying to bop heads. And so there's a certain group of people who, I mean, I guess they call themselves Antifa because they're just anti-everything. So of course they'll be Antifa as well, but they don't represent most people who consider themselves to be anti-fascist, let alone most people that support Black Lives Matter, let alone the leaders of the group, they don't associate with this kind of crazy violence. And let's just face it, it's just white on white crime. Like, you know, this, uh, I don't know what they're called, the paradise prayer, circle jerk, proud fucks, whoever, you know, it's like the something holy prayer, patriot, patriot prayer, patriot prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A man was killed right, from Patriot right. Prayer. It, this is it, the news, it, pal. You want to get I into know, the this news? Is the news. Well, you know, maybe I wanted to get into the news without necessarily, you know, you you having to get up on the soapbox about it. But I understand okay. that's kind of part right. and parcel to the whole thing these days. I actually think that this is a, like a symptom of the news these days, right? Because you can't the new. It's so crazy out. There. All right, let's keep it tight. Let's look. We're gonna reboot. Um. So, Hondro, it seems yeah. as though. There is like a civil war breaking out with violence. I, it's possible. It's possible that we are seeing the inklings of the civil war. You know, you never, you wonder if you could see it coming, right? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there were early days of the civil war too. Yes. So. And folks picnicked. In the early days of the civil war, folks picnicked. I think on the first day, there's this story I learned in history class where like the congressmen and their wives and mistresses like sat on the grass and ate cucumber sandwiches <laughs> watched the first battle of the civil war like oh this is fun <laughs> it's like going to see shakespeare right. in the park 
kind of ironically thinking that it was going to be over soon. Yes, exactly. So, um, I'm, I'm worried. And, and, uh, this is, um, one of those times where I hope that most people aren't as like extremist as me. I mean, I'm not a violent person by any means, but I see like the potential for passions to get inflamed. And I'm a kind of guy whose passions get inflamed easily. So I just hope for the first time, I hope there's fewer people like me and more people who are kind of like, Oh, I just want things to not be crazy and violent. Like I want everything to just work and businesses and families and uh, everybody just be okay. And they're not be like war in our own country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be nice. You know, I think the bar is increasingly lower and that is actually, <laughs> yeah. and that is, and that is part of their strategy. Actually, that is, that is a core part of the strategy is that every time you turn around, you go, wow, wouldn't it be nice if people were just, and you could fill in the blank and yeah. just take whatever you thought of just now and try to lower your standards a little bit. And that's where we are today. Right. And that's, and that's every day. I mean, that's just every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it- and, yeah. America used to feel like you were on a flight to Europe, you know, and everyone's excited. <laughs> there's the there's the young lovers, there's the crazy kids partying in the back, you know. There's the nice old couple, there's the nice young family and uh you know, you just feel like everything's going like, to be all right and you're coasting. I like how you- I like your view of your flight to Europe is definitely based on some comedy like movie. The beginning. The <laughs> yeah. This wedding singer or the beginning of final destination before the kids die. But, um, <laughs> or space camp. That's how things felt to me. It felt like the airplane, my life in the 1980s and just felt like, uh, the airplane in the wedding singer. Airplane, um, the movie. Too. And my nineties felt like the eight, like someone trying to recreate the eighties. But anyway, nowadays, um, living in America feels more like uh, flying Con Air. And you just look over on the left, <laughs> and it's like Danny Trejo. And you look on the right, it's God. Steve Buscemi. And they got someone in a cage. Who's in a cage God, I love that in Con movie. Air? Oh, Hannibal Lecter uh, guy. Uh, Steve Buscemi's in a cage, isn't he? Oh, he's in a cage? They should have they just had a cameo with Lecter in it where they just pan over and it's like, does anyone not want to finish their peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. They should have totally cameoed him in. You know, I wonder in the future when every when all actors are, are computer generated, will they mm. just can they just throw anybody in the movie? Oh, it's going to be great. Um, because why not? Because this is going to be so solid. You know, I watched this deep fake. Okay, so I've been reading on the news too. The deep oh, fake. Oh, yeah. Getting we're almost the there. We're almost through we're the all- Uncanny Valley, folks. Yeah, we're almost through the Uncanny Valley of deep fakes. And, and, and so, you know, a lot of news on the deep fakes uh, being used to, uh, uh, you know, malign <laughs> folks in various ways. Or just put Robert Downey Jr. in things or take him out of things. Right, and that that's all well and fine, and not and actually that's terrible. But um, uh, actually, all of those things are 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 probably uh, 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 condemnable. Mm-hmm. But but what's not, I think, is is the effort I've seen to replace um, whatever that guy's name is with uh, Harrison Ford in Solo. Uh, oh and yeah, I have to say, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, they did that. I watched that 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 video. It was it was. It was so solid in that yeah. um, if his voice, if they had the voice, you know, if they could, it would work. Yeah, Harrison's voice in there. Um, to me, that one it, doesn't look that different. Like, and to clarify, let's just let's reel back and, and clarify what a deep fake is. A deep fake is when you use like, um, basically, you make it look like someone is saying something that 
they are not and doing something that they are not. And they have, like, people are afraid that this is going to be used in politics, not only so that you can make anybody say anything, but then you could also deny anything. You just be like, that was a deep fake. That was a deep fake. I was not in, I was not in Con Air. They deep faked me into Con Air. I wasn't in it. Wait, the Trump cut of Con Air is phenomenal. We have to make the Trump cut where he is all the prisoners and it's yeah. like he's all There's the a lot of great guys on this plane. Let me that I can tell you. Yeah, Not a lot of people, people know that, sides. but there's some great great people on both sides of this plane. You got the fantastic Nicholas Cage, great actor, wonderful guy, ghostwriter. And then <laughs> down there, you got the guy from Say Anything. What's the kid? What's his name? Cusack? Balsack? Uh, uh. The guy with the stereo. But anyway, we're here flying Con Air. It's a fantastic airline. Very wonderful. It's better than The Rock. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it keeps coming back to Con Air. Trump in The Rock. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that Trump would be in too. The Rock. Oh, yeah. We just we could just remake all the movies with... Losers always wonder so, about the best, Andre. <laughs> Losers always wonder about the best. They come up to me in The Apprentice and they said... Donald, Mr. Trump, I did okay. my best. But your 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 definition of a deep fake sounds like you reaching your <laughs> hand up somebody's ass to move their <laughs> mouth, not like you're making a video of them. And so I think that's pretty funny. But like yeah. I do find it funny that we're like, oh, wait, edited video. Oh wait, uh, faked video. That's gonna be the thing. Like really convincing yeah. fake video. And, and, and we're like, oh, that's gonna change everything. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long way since Virtua Cop. I thought that was going to change everything. You know what I mean? Wow, that looks like a real person. You know what I mean? People are going to look back and they're going to be like, it looks like Harrison Ford pooped on Alden Ehrenreich's face. That looks so bad. You know what I'm saying? I, I Yeah, I just think it's funny that we were like, yeah. that we would go, we'd be like, oh, but really convincing video. I'm going to go to bat really for convincing. Alden too, by the way. I oh, yeah. enjoyed so He well. was good. Okay, I like He's that just movie. trying Actually, too hard. I like that movie too. Harrison Ford is cool because he's effortless. He's like, I don't fucking care. I'm, I don't really care. And yeah. uh, that's what makes Indiana Jones and Han Solo and President Ford and all of his characters so fun. Um, and, and, but Alden is trying so hard. He's trying so hard to be effortlessly cool. And that's unfortunately his problem. I, I wish that movie had done better so that they would give him more adventures because I loved him. And I really loved Glover. Really Lando. loved the Donald. Let's be real. Lando the Donald Calrissian. Is uh, fantastic. I want, I want that every week. I want that to be a program. I mean, the Mandalorian's cool, but like how much more yeah. fun would it be like exactly. to just, just have cheers, but it's Lando's? <laughs> Welcome <Exactly>. to Lando's. <laughs> Lando's. Yeah. Scum and villainy. Oh, Welcome dude. Welcome to Lando's. Oh, Oh, that'd be great. Because Lando, I see, is kind of like a Rick Blaine from Casablanca kind of guy. Like, I imagine him having, like, a nightclub. Like, we saw him, we saw, we've seen Lando when he was, like, early on in his, like, hustling career. And then we've seen him as he's like, I'm transitioning to something more respectful. And then he's a, he's a, then he's a general in ROTJ. It's the price you pay for being respectful. It's the price you pay for being successful. So he's, he's, you know, obviously, um, become more respectful and you know somebody must have told them about his little maneuver at the battle of Tanaf. <laughs> and um my little maneuver 
And the, and then we've seen him as like the, a crusty old man. I, he, somebody must have told him about that cold forty-five Malaga. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. I didn't I, know. Our, our liquor store in um, New York City uh, had uh, it, it, we were in Harlem, and they had Colt forty-five. They had Billy's face on it, and it, there was a phone number that you would call to get a special special message from Billy, and. Uh, I only tried it once, but it worked every time. <laughs> I called it, and it was like, this is Billy D. Williams. Thanks for calling a number you found on the side of a beer can. You probably didn't even buy it. I'm going to go have sex. <laughs> that was always the implication, was, was it works every time, which is like, she, you know, like, are they implying that, like, even if she doesn't want to, it still works? Uh, I want to find this like um, call-in number. Oh, the Billy D line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? I Billy would love D the like ladies' man about? to call into the Cole Forty-Five line. This wasn't he in Ladies' Man. He was the barkeep. It basically was Lando <laughs> doing doing cheers. Uh, <laughs> Lando Blanca, Casa Lando. It would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hope they give alden another but yeah you're right like it, you know who would have thunk that this was what people would be obsessed with like we thought like two, we thought that we would be like in space and flying cars although they did just uh re reveal a flying car we should talk about that when we talk about science um oh, but instead yeah, we're sure. just like what if we switched what if we switched the actor who used to play the character with the act we put him in with the character with the actor who now plays him <laughs> okay cool what if tom holland what if spider-man was marty mcfly yeah, yeah yeah what if what if we actually just start um replacing yeah. actors with computer generated mm -hmm. versions of themselves oh yeah i mean no no that, i mean that's happening like people are getting their 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 bodies scanned so they can be like holograms and, and shit right. you know what i mean because like at some point britney spears is not going to be able to you know do whatever it is she does but she'll have a scan of her. Does she? That she can age. Do? Yeah, dude. I don't think she does. Brit? I think she's done. I think she's like done, done. She like was like done. So then it must be her CG version that's doing things. It, it must be. But yeah, it's oh, already happening. Yeah. I mean, the Tupac oh. hologram was the like was the first tester and. Billy uh, D. Yeah, Billy D. So yeah, I mean, it, it started. I think there was like Fred Astaire. There was a, you know, the dancing with the microphone. They turned turned it into like dancing, or maybe it was Gene Kelly, one of those old dancer guys. They turned it into like a, you know, um, vacuum commercial. You know, it went from uh, went from like a classic of cinema to just um, <laughs> just someone, you know, making love with an eight pound auric. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was the beginning of it. And then I think John Wayne, they did a commercial with John Wayne where he was like, sign up for Liberty Mutual, Pilgrim or whatever. I mean, it was something so stupid. Um, and it, it, it was sort of um, paved the way in terms of the estate, like the John Wayne estate and the Fred Astaire estate for um, setting like sort of how that works, that you basically make money off of <laughs> the like computer generated ghost of your yourself or your relative you know what i mean and like i'm fine with this deep fake everything like 
Yeah, you know, deep fake everything. I think Wilfred Brimley should sell oatmeal for the remainder of oatmeal. I mean, like sure. I think he should basically be the face of oatmeal forever. Why they should deep fake him. They should deep fake okay. him in and do Cocoon Three. And actually, I mean, this has freed up a lot because you know um, we don't we don't has need it? all these. Yeah, I think this has freed up a lot of a lot of time for people because I think actually we don't need all these like we don't need new action heroes and like new actors and maybe we don't even need new movies because actually yeah. all we can do is basically just take you know actors that are great and deep fake them into movies yes. that are great and then just go go switch swap you know be like well mm-hmm. i wonder what would happen if we dropped a young julie andrews exactly you know into and it's just fast like, and the furious it. basic instinct go basic in- <laughs> species 69 <laughs> starring mary fucking poppins you see her fucking pussy <laughs> want to see mary poppins pussy come see species the new species remember that movie of course you don't <laughs> i don't think you actually see the full the full no. the full muff in there i think they, i think sean connery in the fast and the furious yeah sean uh, <laughs> someone's gotta get this dodge charger and uh rob a bank or something <laughs> it's like <laughs> Just old Sean. Well, I guess you could do young Sean. Do young Sean. Old and like Sean. they're like, you know, Dom Toretto and uh uh Brian is trying is driving his uh what does he drive? The Toyota what's that little the Toyota Supra? He's driving his Toyota Supra, just brining around, <laughs> and uh then Sean Connery just like pulls up in his awesome Martin D B five and he's like why don't you be furious about my ass, you little prick? <laughs> I'm gonna tell everyone you're a cop, you douchebag. Hey, <laughs> oh, hey, pitch black. Oh, Riddick. Yeah, you know exactly. that he's a cop. Yeah, exactly. Riddick. That's all the ones we're gonna redo. We're gonna basically get rid of uh, of Vin Diesel from movies mm-hmm. and just replace the Chronicles of Riddick, starring yeah. Alden Ehrenreich. <laughs> How how long do we have to wait for Vin Diesel to be dead before we can start replacing him out of all the movies? Yeah, like I'm surprised to... someone hasn't deep faked him into Rocky or deep faked Sylvester Stallone. Because I think someone deep faked Sylvester Stallone into Terminator or something, which was cool. Oh, sure. Hey, okay. So another other news, uh, yeah. Not other not shocking news. Did you hear? Um, I, I kept seeing this article pop up about Ron Jeremy. I didn't realize mm. this had happened, but he's been like, he's in like jail. What? Um, he's a, he's a famous guy, famous, famous porn star. I don't know who Ron right? Jeremy is. He's also, Everybody knows who Ron he's also been in regular movies too. He's been in tons he of started movies out... because he's a porn, famous porn star guy. And that's why he became a, like in a lot of cult films. I right. Think. Yes. Um, I have, I mean, I've never actually seen a porn movie with Ron Jeremy, but I just know him as. He looks like as... the penguin. Yeah. He looks like the scariest weirdo white guy, and you're like, and then he appears in cult and all sorts of fun t- weird teen movies, and yeah. like he's, you know, and he's he's like a culty weird guy. Anyway, I guess he like totally uh, uh, has been in jail for now a while, and he uh, has several a few dozen um, assault and rape charges filed against him. And Damn. the guy, you know, in other news that you're like, and then you think about it, and then you go and you think about it, if you've seen a picture of Ron Jeremy. And I am, I mean, no disrespect to Ron Jeremy, but all disrespect to Ron Jeremy, because you totally unsurprised. You're like, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes way more sense, actually. No one fucks 
no one pulls in that much trim and is that ugly and is not a rapist. I wouldn't be surprised if every single, and he's been in thousands of films. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if every single, every single woman was like, yes, I was trafficked to the set of this movie and forced to fuck a guy who looked like cover art from leisure suit Larry. And now I'm, I'm speaking truth to power. (laughs) Ron Jeremy. I heard him on a old episode of love line once. And, uh, a girl called in that was like his high school friend, maybe even high school girlfriend and like said his like real name. Like his, (laughs) it was, it was so bizarre. Or I think maybe a kid called in and was like, I think you're, I think my mom knows you, Ron Jeremy. Anyways, very, very surreal, but yeah, he's a rapist. So, uh, you know, fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, accused rapist. I mean, like accused self-defender Kyle Rittenhouse, that douchebag guy who shot people in yes. uh, Kenosha. Um, oh, fuck you know, he's, that kid. He's, he's been accused of trying to defend himself, failing, obviously, um, but but, try, <sighs> but trying. Um, that kid, man. This is... Yeah. What's Total with the... Connection. And I'm not like a, a crazy, you know, get rid of all the guns person. Like, I think guns are... are cool in some scenarios you know what i mean uh but not just like 17 year old kids going across like state lines to just commit hate crimes like what the fuck yeah. how is that possible like it's that the same thing as like we don't let kids like drive tractors into the street you know you can't just we like do have, well you we can't do. just like own you can't live in an apartment building and just like park a tractor in the parking no, lot. but you can't you know in an urban mean? area but you can in a rural area you can own or track exactly and in a rural area if i lived in a rural area i'd have a fucking gun i have a rifle this this area is near i mean where he is it's not far from rural i mean you have to you know like right but where he took it is not rural but anyway he's fucking 17 but yeah i mean i guess if dude if i lived if i had enough land and uh i had a 17 year old kid I'd probably give him a fucking gun, but I'd be like, don't take it into town. <laughs> like, don't go commit hate crimes. That's basically like, if you're in the kind of place where, you know, I don't know, the cops aren't going to come in time if God forbid something happens, then you should probably have a gun because if you're that far out, you can actually practice gun safety. See, the thing is, you if you live in a suburban neighborhood, if you live in an apartment building, you cannot, you can inherently not safely have a gun you cannot follow the rules of gun safety because one of the fundamental rules is you always have to know where your round is going and that includes on the other side of the fucking wall before you fucking pull the trigger you better know exactly where that is going and if you live in a suburban neighborhood or you live in an apartment building you can't guarantee where your round is going if I'm out in the fucking fields of nowhere, then yeah, me and my son should be able to like go out and <laughs> fucking smoke a joint and shoot bottles. Or if like a fucking, you know, mountain lion is trying to eat my dog, I'll shoot it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, there's no reason why normal people should have, and you don't need an AR-15 for that. You don't need an AR-15 for that. You don't need a Glock 17 for that. <laughs> there's, no, there's no need 
Well, but we shouldn't even split the, I don't think we should be splitting um, hairs on the like types of guns that people but that's have. Fine. And because then is. you get to talk about different types of guns, which is the okay. cool part about guns is that they look cool and there's different kinds and you can talk about them and talk about the history. The bad part is that crazy people get them and they kill people. See, my really, I want my relationship to be guns to guns to be like the relationship that Captain Kirk has to guns, which is he doesn't like carry actual guns with him. I mean, he does on his away mission, but he, in his apartment, he has guns, old school guns mounted on his wall. See, that's the kind of gun owner I want to be, which is like, oh, this is a vintage whatever, but it's like not loaded. And so we have it mounted as art. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the idea of having a fucking machine gun in my house is insane. But I see why people are like stockpiling on guns right now because everyone's fucking freaked out. And we have to realize just from like a tactical sense that the Trump supporting people have a huge advantage because uh, most of the people who are pro-gun are probably going to be pro-Trump. And among the pro-gun people, there are some really crazy pro-gun people. And there's also like a big crossover into white supremacy. I'm not saying everyone who owns a fucking Henry repeater <coughs> is, a, is a white supremacist. Uh, but the likelihood that a white supremacist is also of a real big, has a big hard on for the Second Amendment is going to be high. So just from a tactical perspective, in terms of the rise of fascism, the fascists have a huge upper hand because we have to remember that Hitler and the Nazi, their rise was based on street thuggery. They fucking took over Berlin thug style, like, you know, tin pot dictator coup style. And it happened so quickly that the political elite in Germany had no idea what was even happening because they were playing such a different, dirtier game. And I just don't think this country is ready for the types of moves that these people are willing to make, especially if there's something called a... I think it's, that's, I mean, you gotta, like, we just, we have way lower density. Like we, we, we are so, the problem I think that we have is that the extent to which we have these crazy socioeconomic di- dis- disparities are even dwarfed by the the actual uh, geographic disparities in the density of people living. The yeah. majority, a lot of people that live in this country live in really rural areas. Like we have like less than a hundred people per square mile in this country. To put that in perspective, like in Europe, like it's like I think it's like a thousand people per square mile is like way more common as far as you know the average like kind of density of people and a few thousand people Hondro, per square mile is common. But Hondro, they're gay. Well yeah they do stack <laughs> vertically. They stack vertically. We don't have to do that. You know we right. can we we can have room we've stolen we enough added, land from the indigenous nations. Even if we had a hundred, even if we had a billion people in this country, a billion people, so that would be three times the amount of people we have in this country today, we would still have it's a big country, than, folks. It's a big we would have, country. And we would have less than six or seven hundred people per square mile, which is way less than people in, like I said, in like Europe. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah, so then I think that's the thing that's different here too, is that in an urban area, you know, like yeah. it's just a different scene. It's but it's still different. too many people, Hondro. 
the greatest part about America is keeping people out. Doesn't matter that they're all crammed fuck over there and everywhere else. Everybody crammed together. That's why we got to keep them out. We don't want them cramming up our shit over here. Hondra. I think, I think the trick is in America is keeping them in. It's the keeping captive. Them, keeping them in. You're going to be in prison guys making old spice and Swiffers. Yep, exactly. We we're like the, we're the, we're the captive audience people. We're like, Oh, stay, stay. Ride it again. Stay forever. Or go to jail forever. <laughs> Ride it again. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. We oh should boy. take a we should take a break to take a hit. Do it. And be right back. On evening handsome. Evening handsome. Where are you gonna go? I can't tell you to take a break somewhere else. It's not cool. And we're back, bringing you the handsomest evening you could possibly <laughs> experience. <laughs> oh boy, what were we thinking, huh? What are you ourselves thinking? a wonderful spindrift soda pop. <laughs> Is that what you're drinking over there? Spindrift soda spindrift. pop? Spindrift. Yeah, dude. What? Oh, my gosh, man. You know, like, you gotta, I guess you're a, a homeowner. So. I guess you're a homeowner, so you're trying to save a dollar. But that's some weak soda, dude. Spindrift? No, spindrift is good. You, you pay a premium for spin drift dude. i thought that's like it's the... not spin thrift it's spin drift baby this it's is a lion, premium man. carbonated beverage and i know that real carbonated beverage people would would shit on me for this but they can fuck themselves they can fuck themselves hey. folks I, fuck i'm turning into tr whomever the president is i just turn into them you know like i think that's I, true when that's obama was president i was teaching drama i'd be like look look kids uh Japanese no drama is something that we're supposed to teach you. I don't know why. You're bored. I'm bored. Let's play improv games. And now that <laughs> now that Trump's in charge, it's like we need to go to Trader Joe's. That's all there is to it. There's a lot of stores out there. Okay. There's Vaughn's, there's pavilions. You've got yourself your Ralph's or Whole Foods. But we're going to Trader Joe's, folks. And that is it. And we're going to buy ourselves some plantain chips bigly that I can tell you. Whoever's the president, you know? Yeah. I'd have to say though, like your Trump is, is like a different, it's like a different kind of impersonation, right? Because you your Obama impersonation, like, okay. I'm, I mean, when I'm standing, not, I'm not looking, not looking at you. I don't see you, yeah. I'm, you know, and I, I hear you do your Obama impersonation. It's, it's, it's surreally convincing. I mean, it's, I mean, it used to be better. Like back in the day, like people oh, would yeah. have me because I was because I would just listen to it. people would have. Yeah, but you're right. The Trump thing is more of a cartoon because no one really sounds yeah. like Trump. The Trump is like a, it's a cartoon version of, of Trump. There's like there's two modes. There's the very serious. We're down here, Trump. We're down here and we're being very serious. And then there's up here. It's like it's more New York. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of pussy in New York. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's like it's more just. His showman, like when he gets real right, riled up about something. I'm real riled up. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's not even a car trick. It's a parlor <laughs> trick. We got another pussy in here. It's a parlor trick <laughs> is, is all it is. It's like, it's like shitty card, you know, card tricks. Like if anybody who was like actually, you know, an impressionist heard my shit, they'd be like, oh, whatever. Like if Dana Carvey heard it say that, you know. You're Obama solid. Well, no, you would? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I saw him speak and he, he looked like a little matchstick. Uh, I got a, a little a white head now. Uh, I look like a match. You could strike me and I would catch on fire. Uh, it looked like James Woods <laughs> uh, in uh, Hercules. <laughs> it, it, it was better when he was the was, president. Was, yeah. You had to sacrifice. It's like you had to let Obama yeah. die. So I know. that Trump could live. Well, there was like there was like the because he he what what's it called, honey? When you when you change signal shifting, code switching. Because he would like kind of code switch, and based on his different based on whatever room he's doing. You know, he's doing like the Democrat. Uh, look, I'm just gonna Democrat around. I'm funny. Uh, I'm cool. I'll be your cool black friend. <laughs> I'll meet O'Hara in the White House, and then you can post it on Instagram. <laughs> you know, uh, but then he gets up here. I can't do it anymore. But like, he gets inspired. Like he he gets up into this other little, this other little thing. I guess that's that's right. that's like that's, that's the parlor trick of voice. that's the parlor trick of impressions is to like have like a really low one and to have a high one. Like those two guys. What's what's the movie? Is it like Steve Coogan where they do the Michael Caine impersonation? Oh yeah. Because there is a Michael Caine. It's down here. It's down here. And good night, my princess of Maine. And then there's one that's up that's up there that's like, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors up. Whatever it is that they... <laughs> right. Like, I'm Same. doing an impression of the impression. <clears throat> I love that there was this SNL skip um, a long time, oh, a while back. But Excuse me, Hondro. Sketch? They don't do sketch. sketch. They do that sketch. Was that was that, that Michael Caine, it was like basically a whole, whole bit that was basically ba- based on kind of the Michael Caine accent, but it was like an unintelligible, yeah. co- like kind of Cockney accent where they mm. were just talking in gibberish in Michael Caine voice. Mm-hmm. And it was like a bunch of characters and it was a whole movie trailer. Do you remember seeing this? It was amazing. No. Wow. There's no, it's, it's, it's just gibberish, but they're, they're not actually saying anything, but it's, it's the Michael Caine voice. So they're just all the, all the wow. actors are just basically just doing them, their Michael Caine impressions in gibberish at each other. Mm-hmm. But they filmed this action movie trailer, and it's quite compelling, actually. Yeah. Uh, who is who is it that does the joke about who's cocaine? Michael Caine. Is that a famous thing, or did, did someone I know just tell me that? I can't remember. <laughs> but I don't, I did not come up with that. But it's like, who's cocaine? Is this? Is it your cocaine? Oh no, it's Michael Caine. <laughs> That's it. That's the one parlor trick. Who's co- but then if you try to get set up for it, people, you know, it's like, who's cocaine? Do you think this is? And then people, I see now I'm I like, that was Trump mixed in with Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was Trump and Michael Caine doing coke. Yeah. Have you ever seen a, <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. Impressions. Now they're dumb. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I've never, seen, I've never seen Trump speak. I've seen Obama. I've seen Bill dog. I've seen hell dog. You you just went George W. Obama. It was it was really George, it was, George it was W. A, Obama. <laughs> some people say I'm, I'm, I'm some people say I'm a more expressive painter than Hitler, but he had uh, a, a more uh, a skill. 
<laughs> Amelia and I have this good. argument all the time, which like, you know, who is a better painter, George Bush or Hitler? Who's your favorite uh, war criminal committing <laughs> painter? I mean, Hitler has way more skill as a painter. It's yeah. True. But there is something we oddly I'm compelling going to about draw George. A building. <laughs> but there is, there is something oddly compelling about George W. Bush's paintings. It, they really are. They're I, like they're like eerily yeah. like compelling. Like his weird like his like pictures of like him in the bathtub mm -hmm. or self-portraiting. I think they're I love actually dogs like, oddly compelling. And soldiers. I love my dad in taking a bath. Yeah. Yeah, on the compelling. Fuck everyone who yeah. says like, "Oh, I miss Bush." I'm like, <laughs> Bush to me is like that. it's like Jar Jar Binks. It's like I can't really hate him because it's yeah, but like... no, 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 no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're wrong on both those counts. One, literally, no one says I miss George W. Bush, and literally, two, everyone hates Jar Jar Binks. That is completely rational. Like you should all no, hate dude. Jar Jar Binks. This is when I was teaching drama. To the little kids. See, even now, when I was teaching drama to the little kids, very yeah. small kids. Kids are small people. Not a lot of people know that, but they're just people who are now small. But they'll be big. A lot of people know that. Believe me, they'll be big. All the kids will be big. I was just a little kid. Look at look at Baron. He was a little kid, just a little kid, sucking on his mama's tit. And now look at him. He's tall. He's taller than ever, that I can tell you. Beautiful tallness. He's got a beautiful height. My son is a beautiful, he's got beautiful tones. He's very tall, beautifully tall. I can't wait to hear what he says because he like, he obviously like loves his first wife and himself. So like, you know, he loves Ivanka and like he loves Melania and he loves himself. So like the stuff that Trump's going to say about his, like his own son is going to be discussed. If I could just look, if I could just put on my son's skin, if I could just put on Baron Trump's skin and go on a rampage with 16 year old girls on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, I'd do it. I do it in a second. And the people like Howard Stern's like, please, Mr. President, just stop talking. <laughs> He's a beautiful boy. That I could tell you. That I could tell you. I'm talking loud because the airplane's right behind me. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> loud airplane. That I could tell you. <laughs> it sounds like you are talking really loud. It's really funny because um, I try not to talk really loud in, in particular in this room because it's our office that I share with my wife, who's actually working right now next to me. And so nice. we, we had a, we had a, we, you know, we'll have conference calls and stuff. And so she said the other day, she said, you know, you were, you were screaming at your computer like you usually <laughs> do, but so, so loud that you were going to give me a heart attack. I was literally <laughs> having anxiety palpitations over here. And so she sent me text messages while I'm on this conference call, shut up. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was tremendous. I don't know what she said, but it was great. I, I thought it was, it was the most basic thing. And I, and, and yet I, and I signed off of course, right when, right when she did. What were you trying to do on your computer? That was so it. frustrating. It wasn't, I was just talking to somebody on a conference call. Oh, oh I but, thought you were just. Come back. I really want you to hear Lee's. You got to hear Lee's trump at some point. It's so good. It's true. Okay. It's, it's just everything. Well, about we could it. do we could do both. We'll play trumpet with Trump. Trumpet with Trump? No, no. Louis Armstrong was a great trumpet player. You know, there was a lot of trumpet players. You had Chuck Mangione. Is it Chuck Mangione? Chuck Mangione was a great. Oh, it's flugelhorn. He was flugelhorn. The flugelhorn's a great horn, folks. There's a lot of horns out there. There's a lot of a lot of trumpet players. You got Louis saying. Armstrong. Louis Armstrong was a great trumpet player. Let me tell you. But then you got great people. Not, not a lot of people know that. 
Not a lot of people know that. But then you got the great people of the London Symphony Orchestra, and they're doing their Star Wars scores, and they're doing wonderful music, just tremendous I music. Say any of those specific no, names? No, no, that's not a good. I mean, you know, your content's a little off. Now. He was earlier. He was talking about how beautiful Baron Trump is. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, my son's a, my son's a beautiful boy. He's a beautiful. If I could just take his skin off and put it on and just go on a rampage in a dorm room with just a bunch of teenage girls, I'd do it. I'd do it with pride, folks. Like every man, like every American, it's it's the American dream, folks, to get inside your son's skin and fuck teenagers. Everyone wants to do it. Believe me, believe me, every man. Look, it's like the grabber okay, by the pussy okay, thing. Okay. <laughs> you, believe you, me. You do like to dig, dig, and just dig into it. Uh, well, you know, that's the kind of so guy good. he is. Have you tried Trump steaks? The wonderful steaks, big <laughs> slabs of meat. You could get them at Sharper Image. Oh, there's no more sharper image. Well, we had a great, you know, Obama, Obama, Obama had a terrible economy. A terrible economy. And I brought it back. We got sharper image and we're selling steaks and we're doing a wonderful job, that I can tell you. We're selling steaks and Obama would never do that. Never sell a steak. He's probably vegan. He's probably vegan. He's just talking to himself, I think. But it's pretty good. I wonder, like, so when I'm not around, are you just doing this? I need to talk to Amelia about this. You know, I don't talk to your wife enough. I need to talk to her. Yeah, you do. Understanding well, you. Yeah, my buddy Dave was saying that, like, uh, that he's worried that, like, when I grow old, I'll just be, like, at McDonald's and I won't know who I am. Can I have a number seven? Uh, no cheese. Small, small fry. And uh, also ah. do McChicken. And... Uh, there's the and, dipping and, uh, sauce. I'd like to do like a honey mustard. You know? Oh, they serve breakfast all day now. They serve breakfast. Oh, I saw Billy Madison was over there. His kid was peeing somewhere and he's yelling about pancakes or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Sean anyway, Connery, yeah. Sean Connery in the day that they, they serve breakfast mm-hmm. all day. The best thing to do is oh. just, you know, not talk to yourself, but to answer calls as prank calls. See, that's the thing. Everybody gets so many calls you know that are just unsolicited and it's just spam and scam and everything gets spammed and scammed right so what you want to do is prank call the people who are calling you yeah absolutely telling. but the problem is it's never a real person anymore Leah. this is where i've been sad it's, it's always the it's always the but they'll sometimes click you over to a person you know what i mean if they're like yeah. are you interested in thinking about comcast's new packages and then you say yes, and then you know, whatever. A friend who loved one has recently, who recently stayed with Marriott, has recommended you for reward. Yeah, oh, dude, the second title cleared on this house, the ADD, ADT people started showing up. When I moved in my first box, I saw this dude in a blue polo shirt, uh, and a clipboard poking around in my fucking yard. And yeah. he, he turns around, and he's like, "Hey, you know the the new homeowner? Hey, everybody." He, a person was walking by like, hey, everybody, he's a homeowner now. And it's like, dude, you need to just like yell, hey, gentrifier over here. Uh, and like their ADT is like American something, whatever. They're the most famous uh, home security company in the, in the country or whatever. And this made me feel very unsafe <laughs> that this ADT, I just show up, I'm just moving into my house and this ADT guy, the security guy is just fucking trying to climb over the walls and drop a brochure under my uh, under my door. Made me feel very unsecure. And then 
a lady came by. It's COVID, everybody. So don't solicit. She came by and knocked on the door. I mean, at least she was wearing a mask, but she was selling ADT. And I was like, we went with Simply Safe. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You uh, made, ADT has made me feel unsafe twice. Well, it must be exciting to have moved in. Is your house feel, I mean, so before your apartment, I will say, yeah. felt, um, you know, uh, uh, well filled, uh, well, well adorned. You had quite yes. a bit of things in your apartment. Um, yeah, we're in apartment we're, space. Now that we, yeah, we're doing a little more like measured decoration here. Like basically, our apartment used to look like a vintage store that there was just two millennials and a dog living in the middle you know it's just books yeah. and trinkets and toys and stuff which was cool but like um you know it's a little crazy but now that we have like separate areas in the house and now especially now that i have a garage which have like over the past five days like converted into a both it's like a workstation but then also uh vintage video game rig tons of toys and comic books and a projector so we can project on the wall just like the like a great fucking cave great yeah. cave excellent and, and cave. you you and i share our love of like a good a good garage man yeah so all of the craziness in the house like you know for instance my wife has a beautiful like vintage uh electric um <coughs> uh, what's it called pencil sharpener i love this thing but it's ugly as fuck. So, you know, keep it in the garage. <laughs> the garage so we, is great. Garage is my favorite place in, in any house. And now yeah. I have my own. Yeah. The garage, unfortunately, the garage in this house is not really great, yeah. which is unfortunate, but it's okay. We, we, we have bicycles and tools and stuff and laundry in there. But we, so we, I might have told you, but we, we got, um, then I got my grandma's sort of inherited a bunch of my grandma's stuff. So we got a couple, a nice mid-century living room set and tea Beautiful. buffet and stuff from my grandma, which she had is good it taste. Is lovely. From what, from what you sent me, she had good taste. Oh yeah, they they had a bunch of nice stuff that she had acquired and bought. They bought from Asia when my grandfather was in uh, was an officer and he was overseas, and so they they bought stuff and shipped it back. Beautiful. And uh, a couple things that we got that were cool. One was these these really funky brass lamps that someday I'm going to mm. love you to see. They're, they're huge. They're like, they're like, I think they're about three feet tall. They're like table lamps, like two and a half feet, three foot tall table lamp. And they're all these weird, intricate bronze things. And um, they're like, they're so, they're so funny looking. There's, it's like, it's like borderline. Like, I don't know. We, we're trying, <laughs> we're going to make some lampshades for them, but someday I want cool. you to see them. But they're, they're super cool. Did you we, find uh, like a note slipped in somewhere too? Like a mysterious clue? Oh yeah, we found all this fun stuff. I found this document that that I sent to my um, to my grandma and my my dad or to my dad and my my aunt and everybody. And uh, basically, my grandma. I mean, we so my aunt and I were talking about this, and we think that when my grandma started really losing it a little bit, she started writing down her family history, possibly just to remind herself of nice. key events in people's lives. And so she had this kind of couple page document that she'd been writing and you could see that towards the end she'd been writing it over a couple of times by the change in kind of the ink and the handwriting a little bit yeah. that you know the handwriting was getting a little messier too and and it kind of described um my family coming from uh kobe japan and 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 her her parents and her dad and 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 
uh, and and Yuri, uh, her mom, who is a crazy kind of matriarch lady, and and then um, and and just basically like you know kind of the family history of them through the war, just like key events basically. You know they they when they joined the service and mm. and when they uh, you know when they were in the camps and and before and um, and their deaths. And and it was just fascinating to see that mm. document. And she had clipped out some other uh, 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 things. So so down in Long Beach, actually in Gardenia, um, yeah. <clears throat> my uncle, my great uncle Yo, had a tackle shop, had a bait, a, a fishing pole shop, which is uh, wow. world renowned. Actually, it is world renowned. You can Google it. And it was always, and it was, it was, and it, it's still like I, I was trying to find out what happened. Can I to go possibly like his son. tomorrow? No, it's it's done. It closed. It, so not only Yo died in the late '90s. Yo Yoshida, um, who uh, was part of, uh, you know, who was Yo's customer Oz was the name of the shop. Nice. And and in Yo, Yo's Yo, Yo died in the '90s, and his son Martin. Rest in peace, rise died. in power. Yeah, rest in peace, Yo. And and so when after Yo died, his son Martin took it over. But then Martin, I guess, had an accident around 2008 or something, and then okay. uh, never never went back to the <laughs> shop, I guess. And so the shop has closed, unfortunately. And and I was I've been trying I'm gonna try and track I've been trying to track down um, Martin um, and and Sharon who are who are yeah. my cousins. But uh, the fishing pole shop I, I tried so I tried to Google this fishing pole shop just to see if I could find these guys. And I and I stumble into these, um, you know, uh, discussion boards, right? Like fishing, fishing enthusiast discussion boards. And and and, and I'm sure you did slim boards where they where they like are discussing like, you know, selling fishing poles, specialty fishing equipment. And they're talking about I mean, I shit you not. They're talking about my uncle's fishing poles. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a custom wrap Yo's rod. And like nice. that thing's worth a thousand dollars. And like they're talking about and and recent comments. Wow. I mean, these are things that are posted like in, in pretty active threads. I was really surprised to see. So um that's anyway. beautiful. Yeah, man. Super well, the cool. Japanese people, you your people have a strong culture around fishing and fish and the art of preparing fish and finding fish and getting fish. Yeah. Well, he had a he had a solid fishing pole shop. I'm uh, unfortunately I don't have a pole from from Yo. Oh yeah, um, that would be. Awesome. It was lost when we lived in Santa Cruz. No, I, oh, that no. lost. Remember when I had my truck box ripped out of the back of the truck? Oh, I had a, Yo's rod yeah, was in there. Yeah, and I I stopped. That's like basically when I stopped fishing. I I don't know if you know, but I used to fish quite regularly actually before that. Like I at one point for a couple of years, I would probably go once a week. I would probably go fishing. Um, wow, we, we got to get one of those fishing poles, man. Let's get back on that forum. Let's find somebody who is looking for, you know, a reasonable price to hand over something to somebody that it will really mean something to. Wouldn't that be nice if we could find one? Yeah, I think we should. I'm here. There's got to be someone. There's got to be some fucking garage around here where someone for, forgot That's they had totally a true meal. you should you know what down there it's totally true there is there has been some you know this is a good thing for you to sleuth dude so you can sleuth on on yo's custom rods and and there's some guys who used to work there that i guess opened a different sleuth. shop it's in the same the same location from the guys that but, solved the barling chronicles <laughs> from the from the two guys who solved the barling chronicles and the zodiac killer Oh yeah, dude! I solved that zodiac shit. So that up, 
Just as, as good as I solved JFK, dude. I've been solving all the conspiracies left. And I right. solved that JFK. I yeah, dude. That. Uh, it was all done with animatronics and rotoscoping. Scope and wrote. They fucking faked it, dude. He's on the island of Los Kennedys, bro. Whoa, bro. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Zodiac. Zodiac was just a performance art piece that was actually serving as um, sort of a Pentagon papers to reveal what was going on with MK Ultra. See, those coded messages were actually coded messages uh, from the U.S. government. I don't know, dude. <laughs> performance art. Performance art. That's what I call my cock. Yeah. Oh, man. Damn. Well, we do know Zodiac was like into theater because he has some like Gilbert and Sullivan references in some of his like later works. Like when he got art. It's funny that like all like artists. Like, like he made become, jokes like, like, what's a penis for? What's that? Uh, like, oh, he made God. jokes like, oh, darn it. Well, you know, like every artist, and yes, I'm calling the Zodiac Killer an artist, uh, goes through that that phase where they're trying to get a little too highfalutin. You know, the Zodiac like every just, artist. Yeah, the Zodiac just started out like, I will go on kill rampage and you know, fucking stab teenagers and oh, shoot I like people. This in the head. Rainier one. Uh, what's that? Oh, I just found a painting or a picture. Oh, nice. We just we had all these. Oh yeah, the virtual background's awesome, right? Because you can't see things. We oh, uh, yeah. um. We were doing. We, we, we were on a call, and uh, my coworker was on the Voyager bridge, and I was on the Enterprise D bridge. And our coworkers oh, nice. were in the middle, just being like, "Can we fucking throw these guys out of a fucking airlock?" <laughs> I I use this one that I don't have on Zoom, I guess. Uh, that I have on of uh, uh, OG bridge that I use all the time on. Uh, on I love um, the Constitution class bridge. Yeah. Yeah, especially the especially when they up their game for the movies like i love that original bridge was a very cramped set but i loved i love that bridge so i do this one because then i sit in the meeting like this oh uh, yes so that is so distracting just have three other men <laughs> star trek uniforms standing next to you like yeah sitting. exactly and i'll and i'll and i'll break it out you know like i'll i'll break out the you know the you should just get the council from planet of the apes <laughs> the, like those four Wait. dr zayas's Mm, mm-hmm. Oh my! I'm sitting in on a business meeting. Oh Check my. off, that, dude. Walter Koenig. Yeah, he, Sulu. I love Sulu over there. Oh, my man, Sulu. Yeah. Sulu. George Takei was like a great serious actor back in the day, <laughs> and then he turned into like a weird old <laughs> groping goofball. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, he's great on uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Because did you ever see the season with it's him and uh, Paul from West Coast Choppers or American Choppers? Remember that guy? What? Yes, no, he's wait, on Celebrity Tuttle? Apprentice. Tuttle? Penn, Tuttle's yeah. on it? Yeah, Penn, Penn Gillette, Arsenio, the Ace Man, Ace Rockola, Adam Carolla. Uh, they're all on this, this season. Arsenio? And George Takei. That you know, at the end, see, Trump is such a piece of shit on his show. Like he has to, like you know, pit people against each other. So you I never watched that show. I've never watched. Basically, he brings everybody into the boardroom, and the team that loses, there's like there's always challenges, and the team that loses, basically, the boss has to throw somebody under the bus and say who is the weakest person. And Paul was the team lead, and he lost a round. And like Trump was like, "Who do you think was the weakest person?" Uh, and he was like, he didn't really, he really didn't 
want to say anything because Paul, I think, is a good guy. But Trump's like, no, you have to be a little bitch and say something. So finally he was like, uh, I guess George was kind of the weakest link. You know, I thought he was a little weak. And George Takei goes into this. He's like, listen, mister, I grew up in a internment camp and I've seen things in my life, you know, and he went into this impassioned speech about all of the fucking things that he's overcome, you know, right. because George Takei has lived a pretty extraordinary life. Right. And Paul, poor Paul is like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and you're out of here. <laughs> and, and Trump fires. Dude, but, but actually my grandma was totally like that. And a lot of these guys are like that. Like, like Pat Morita, uh, uh, Mr. Miyagi's oh, son, another, yes. another tremendous actor, tremendous Amazing comedic actor, actor um, who, you know, um, who was interned and had a crazy life. Uh, that ended um, up on happy days. I mean, yeah, car. he, yeah. <laughs> that is the craziest life to go from an American concentration camp to like a long running sitcom. And he lived as a, like a convalid. Actually, he was like in a body cast like most of his youth or something because oh he God. had like a spinal deformity. And then and then and yeah, so he had a crazy life. And my grandma was like that too, you know. And 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 she was, you know, she would, you know, she was she was tireless instead. She would grab people by the ear and like tell <laughs> them about how appreciative they should be. Grab them by the she, ear like the sheriff in Deadwood. <laughs> yeah, that's how she would do it because she's four feet tall. I mean, she's nice. like four and she's like four ten, so she basically could reach earlobes like that. So was she, she was like a Japanese American uh, Estelle Getty from Golden she, Girls. She, <laughs> well, her feelings on cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I I feel like uh, she, you know, these people that that went through the internment, they were just crazy crazy resilient people who the people who survived i mean were just they were crazy afterwards i mean they just did these crazy things you know it's amazing so anyway um, yeah well that that's compassionate fascism for you which is basically like in order to like destroy like the fascist basically like america had to become like a fun american vert like light fascism light it's like oh we don't have death camps but we definitely like when you concentrate a, a population into a camp that's called a, a concentration camp we didn't necessarily have death camps but so we were just kind of like one step away um so you know i i, I once again i don't think it's fun when we split split hairs on what type of gun we use right well that's a good point anyway I, uh, it's just another one of those fucking injustices that basically people just forget about, don't give a shit about, won't acknowledge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the history of just like stealing, stealing land, stealing people, stealing things that underlies yeah. the structure of this country. Yeah. 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 It's pretty amazing. I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, um, I think uh, it's it's just it never ceases to amaze me how you know we like are just not like you know the metrics we use to kind of judge ourselves are probably just really far off I guess yeah um, oh my gosh look at this so this was in I just found this in this folder it's uh, it says Yo Yoshida's cruise wow oh wait oh wait sorry let's see if I can get it to actually look right there it is. You see that boat? Beautiful. Yeah, it's like a big boat. Beautiful. That was, I guess, his, I guess that was the the fishing boat that they would. That was the like cruise fishing boat that they would take Amazing. out from the fishing shop. Yeah. 
anyway wow. yeah so anyway people people losing things your family too obviously you know everybody's uh i think uh you know obviously a lot of that in history yeah. and more of it to come because i'm sure we're not done yet i mean i think it's With uh, only a matter people? of time oh yeah, yeah i think it's only a matter of time until we do it again i mean yes i mean we already we already you know the kids in cages and the family separation i mean we already doing it yeah. the american the american dac uh, the american auschwitz will be a walmart you know what i mean an abandoned big box store big box yeah. store just like people are just going to be fucking you know left to to die in a in a former toys r us <laughs> you know it's just it's a bleak future but it's like a, it's a It'll only take a few more steps for it to go that way. You know what I mean? Things have like, and and because of hypernormalization, people like are still trying to comprehend like all of the things that have changed. Like they're not even really grasping like, and myself included, like what is going on like right now. <laughs> you know. Well, also, the president might be having st like mini strokes or something like that's that. That's just what happens. That's just in Joe Biden's America, dude. Joe Biden. Like, it's not Joe Biden. It's not America. so dark. Yeah, it's not so dark in in Make America Great Again again. <laughs> yeah, dude. Again. It's almost again. not funny now. <laughs> again. Uh, it's never, it's so, it's so depressing that it just like, I mean, that's the other tactic that, that's so, that's so impressive and strategic though, is, is the that exhaustion. you lower the bar. Yeah. You um, exhaust them and you lower yeah. the bar. Exactly. You it's like psychological you warfare. It's like psyops. It's like, he's basically yeah. doing to like our country, like what we did to like Iraq before we went <laughs> oh my in. God. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally true. <laughs> he's basically like invading America. <laughs> That's the thing. It's psyops. You know, it's they so talk about uh, you know, this th what do they call it? The Thucydian trap. You know, like then we say, oh, we're locked in this Thucydian trap with China because they're we're they're the emerging hegemon. I think that's a fundamental misread of the current state of play in international politics. I think that the uh the Thucydian trap is between the two Americas. And that they are, Ooh. they clashed. Liminal. And we've tried for the past 250 years or whatever, 260, 70 years, to repair that since the last war. But we are barreling so quickly towards a <laughs> collision. But now, like, the lines aren't so clearly drawn. You know, the issues... The issue of, of, of slavery could be a, was a, a rallying of both sides. Whereas now it's like not even real things. It's like QAnon and stuff. And <laughs> it never was real things though. It was, yeah, it, was for so. no, it was phrenology. I mean, it was never real things. Oh my God, phrenology. Trump would love phrenology. Phrenology is Trump, one of the... Trump is a believer, dude. Trump is a closet phrenology he's like, believer. He's, he's like, I measured my son's head. Right. And it's a we beautiful have, size. Hey, I have lovely, you know, I have some special cranial calipers that I love to use. You know, yeah. it's, it's very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. For, so phrenology is like where you study people's like skull size and like, it's like a, it's like a race based. It's not just science. the size. It's the shape. Quote, quote science, the, unquote. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it is a science. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a popular science. I've heard people are saying. Mm -hmm. And and it's not just the size, Lee. It's about the shape and the dimension yes. and really how I feel about the skull. 
And so um, all those things come into play, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, certain things are obviously negative, right? Like, you know, you, you don't want to have a, a pronounced frontal lobe or like a strong brow line or anything. Right. It should have Neanderthal-like features. And it, it, this is one of the many concepts, um, phrenology, <laughs> eugenics, like uh, <laughs> fetishization <laughs> of Greco-Roman uh, uh, art and architecture. Um, that went into the bizarre religion of like Nazism. The Vitruvian man. Of Vitruvian man. Beautiful man, wonderful penis. Beautiful it's a man. small penis, but a beautiful one. <laughs> <laughs> what if he had, he has all those arms going out. What if he did, what if they yeah, did that with his penis? <laughs> got a little dick. <laughs> going, he's got a, a, a lot of dicks. That I can tell you. That I can tell you. Not a lot <laughs> of people know that. <laughs> we put that on the. We put that on like the Voyager six or what, or the, uh, that, you know, that what's that satellite we sent out into space, not satellite, but you know, the little probe we send it out shows up on this alien world and they're like, wow, there's this species of people and they, they still use record albums and they have <laughs> hundreds of dicks per person. Um, we have, we, we must go to this planet earth. <laughs> planet of dicks <laughs> this planet of multi-penis people called earth we must go to the planet get them out dicks. they're illegal they're aliens they're undocumented we're not we're not going to document you you alien trash you're alien <laughs> garbage <laughs> dude that part in uh undiscovered country where brock peters like calls klingons trash he's like the klingons become the trash of the galaxy it's just like so jarring just seeing like a um a African-American man be racist against Klingons who are generically uh, black actors with Used like to just be black actors. a turtle on their head. That's what Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> she called, she called um, Michael Dorn turtle head on the set of uh, Next Generation because, you know, he had this <laughs> fucking turtle shell on his head <laughs> for like seven seasons and four movies or something. Jesus I like Christ. how they. I like how fluid, though the like the turtle shell is in the yeah. in the, within the context of the universe of it, and how much yeah. it's basically just like kind of all so loosely retconned. It's yes, it's like, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Just what I mean, I my favorite be. Klingon is Christopher Plummer, who's like the Shakespeare yeah, Klingon. Oh, you've never heard. So. Yeah. You've never heard Shakespeare until you've heard it in the original Klingon. Exactly. <laughs> it's just the guy from Sound of Music. Well, I mean, you have to take sides on the Christophers. To be or not to be, Kirk? That is the question. Uh, oh, in terms Body. of Star, in terms of Star Trek, no, no, Star Trek. No, 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 no. There's no contest. Christopher Plummer is way better than Christopher uh, Lloyd as a Klingon. I, I don't know. Christopher Lloyd is, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, it just adds to the 80, the just general <gasps> 80s-ness of, the general 80s-ness of Back to the Future 3. It's the most, like, 80s feeling, and, like, most weird and dated feeling of all of those, those 80s movies, 80s so, Star you know, Trek we should movies. Do, we should um, do is that and he fits own. in perfectly. But Christopher Plummer's, like, an actual actor doing an actual performance. Like, where Christopher... Okay. I mean, I love Doc, believe me. And now that I have a garage, I want to start everything I do. I want a scale model of it. Okay. Every okay. single thing. So, so, so and I'm I always going to excuse the crudity of the model. Okay. Well, I, I agree on many points, except for that. I think that, you know, you, you may be 
you may be undercounting or undercrediting, you know, Christopher Lloyd values? for his uh, Christopher Lloyd for his fine work in that movie. And also, I think he should have worn that headpiece. He should wear he should <laughs> wear that headpiece for Back to the Future Three, um, which you know I, I think that would have really that would have really spiced it up a little bit if he just slipped that Clara. one in there when he comes. <laughs> She's like, she's like, have you seen a man with beautiful puppy dog eyes uh, always talking about Jules Verne has a turtle on his head? And then Jules and Verne should also have Cleon head. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. They're basically like like his little his little happy Klingon son. These are my sons! Worf! <laughs> and Verne! <laughs> We're gonna do an animated series. McDonald's time. Actually, that seems like a great little piece of animation. Something's gonna to be like, done about your kids. To have the fake, no, to have the Back to the Future train roll up, and then instead of when the door opens, it's actually Christopher Lloyd yeah. in his in his Klingon costume. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's got great. the dog. He has like he does have his like Klingon Einstein. Heidi, get in here. He has like his own. <laughs> <laughs> his own dog. I forgot about that. It's totally true. But they should combine yeah. that. I mean, yeah, Star Trek because they use they. Oh my god, I never even thought of this, Hondro. <laughs> but they steal at the end of Star Trek three. They steal Christopher Lloyd's Klingon bird of prey, and what do they do <laughs> in the next one? Right. With his bird of prey. Right. We're gonna time travel to the eighties. <laughs> Heavy doc. They, I mean, they gotta do a crossover. Heavy doc. They gotta do a crossover where doc, it's just like, doc, that's crazy. <laughs> I had pizza with William Shatner and the lady from Seventh Heaven. <laughs> we gotta get some whales, Marty. Doc, I'm just trying to fuck my girlfriend in this truck. Okay. What the fuck, whales? What is it now? All right, I'll tell them we can't do it. It's fine. I think I think we just uncovered something like really important, dude. I mean, this is, this is, this is a huge. This is, a this is a major thing. And then Bill and Ted show up. Something's askew at the Circle K. Be excellent. A man in a DeLorean appeared to be kidnapping some teenager and his girlfriend. Be excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, I think there's more to this. You know, we have to. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know. It seems it seems far more likely that a Klingon bird of prey could be mm-hmm. responsible for a your a father traveling. George Kirk, the guy who, sh- who the guy who flushed his Starfleet career right down the toilet, right. Oh. It all is starting to become connected, yeah. right? The nerdy George version, fly. Yeah, yeah. The nerdy version comes in, you know. Although, oh, it's so sad. Like the guy who plays uh, Shatner's son, Merritt Buttrick, he. He died of AIDS. Oh, in yeah. Life. He did. He died of AIDS in real life. Merritt Buttrick. Bless his heart. But yeah, I mean, I think this is a rich vein. A rich vein is <laughs> the collaborator. I'm actually the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him way too far into the future. And since they're always retconning Klingons, I said, retcon me too. I said, Marty, come on. Yeah, Marty. Yeah, Marty's like, I have had just about enough of you. Heavy dog. I've had just enough of you. (laughs) 
try, trying to fuck my girlfriend in my car, but I can only see the machine, fuck my mom the in machine, my car. The, the machine is making Klingon ale or like whatever. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's making, it's, yeah, exactly. It's Mr. What's it? Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion. Yeah. And Mr. Fusion. Yeah. Mr. Fusion would be uh, something else too. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, they, I, I like this whole, this whole vein. It's, 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 yeah. It's the, the Klingons are like, Dushbach, Dushbach, and the subtitles are like, what's he doing with that uh, gray sports almanac? Yeah right. What's that? What's the book for? Yeah. Yeah. Why did that? Why did that Biff's uh, casino uh, matchbook change to Biff's auto detailing? Oh, because actually, that's a great one. So for the second one, you know, for the second one, actually, Biff, when he goes Back to forward, the future he's a Klingon. For Star Trek, something. <laughs> the search for more money. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> the search for more money. Oh, well, you were saying something before, but I think I, I know. It. I said, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, it's all good. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, something's got to well, be about your kids. No, Michael and Dawn. Michael and Dawn. <laughs> Michael and Dawn. That's great names, actually. Two wharf children. Yeah, dude. Two Dorn. Dorn. Two half this is my son, children. Dorn. Actually, why didn't you? Why have you considered Dorn? Are you thinking about Dorn? Dorn, for my son. Yeah. What are you calling your unborn child? Oh. The condition. The condition. Well, oh, so well, my wife calls is... my wife calls him Dish, because I was like, you know, she dish. was trying to go down and pick so, up something when she first got pregnant, and I was like, you can't do that in your condition, and then so you know. And your condition became a thing. So then we started calling him the condition <coughs> and then shortened to dish. Then I just called him Junior. Junior, what are you doing in there? Are you sucking Junior. some of the pizza we just ate through your belly button, you little freak? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Junior. kicked me. What you Junior. Do? Junior. So they say they, they, they called it the, uh, the condition. Dish. And then it got shortened to, the, to dish. Dish, yeah. Oh, she was listening to something else. Never mind. My ass I'll tell you later. Okay. Oh, oh man. Not. Well. Yeah. You can go back to listening now. Go back to your book. <laughs> go back to your book. She was, she was, I, 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 she likes that. She likes that information. That is something that she generally likes to hear. Um, nice. You know, Maya, she likes the babies. She's still, I think she's still hoping that she's going to have another one. Three. We'll see. On yeah, we'll see if we make it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Now, yeah, now that Amelia's pregnant, I'm like, whatever. I'm never using Fuck birth control for the rest around. of my life. I'm gonna leave this in God's hands. I'm like, I don't were even you, believe. Were you the one who was in charge of birth control before? Because I would fail at that. Shit. What do you mean in charge of? Oh, I mean, oh, like you would fail she not to, If I was the one who was primarily responsible for birth control, we would all babies would be had. Yeah, I know you're not exactly Margaret Sanger. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I'm terrible at it. I'm sorry. Just bad it. I'm bad at. I'm, Just I'm come, bad on at that come on the tits. Come on the tits. Yeah. Or in the hair. Why not? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> birth control. Yeah. Uh, it's important. It's, it's interesting important. that birth birth control is okay. You, if you're liberal, you can say birth control all you want, but you can't say population control. It's like, Wait, well, what? We talk about eugenics all the time in the show. We do. Well, that was a great. We're wrapping up our phrenology segment. Now let's move into eugenics. <laughs> After that, we'll get into European heritage. 
and macrame. And macrame. It looks great with the plants, let me tell you. That I can tell you. Very great plants. They hang in the plants, folks. The great, people, the great people of Mexico, the Mexican people, hang in plants. That I can tell you. Hang in plants? Hang in plants. Hang in a bar. Oh, my son. He's beautiful. Beautiful son. My son is so beautiful. Stunning. Beautiful. Yeah. If he was a girl and not my son, believe me. If he was, he'd be a beautiful trans girl. If my my son wanted to be trans, he'd go. They turn his his penis into a beautiful pussy, a wonderful pussy. I have some other sons. They're okay. I got some other sons. They're, I mean, they're kind of, they're they're kind of, well, one of them is, how do we say, how are you supposed to say retarded? They're very successful, people tell me. They're very successful, especially for retarded people. They're very successful. My children, great children. And and Tiffany. And Tiffany. We're not sure where we picked her up. (laughs) Yeah. She's definitely a that bitch is definitely a Marla Maples kind of girl, right? That was a Marla kid. Marla, Marla, what oh my god. Jesus Christ. Was she the one that did the Domino's the Pizza commercial? There's a pizza, and I think it's actually Ivanka, or Ivana rather. I love Ivana. I love the. I love that when he talks about his kids. I do think that that's a good thing. Where he's, or a thing that he does consistently, where he says he talks about his kids, and then he talks about Anne Tiffany. I feel like, like what? Oh, she, Amelia's just saying that some some lady on Real Housewives is friends with Martha Maples. Breaking news. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, Tiffany's yeah. mom, Marla Maple, she was a piece back in the day. That I can tell back you. in the day, you could bounce a, a The bitch is crazy. She's psycho. She's got more baggage than fucking JFK, the guy in the airport. That I can tell you. That I can tell you. Did, did you ever see the video of him on Hanukkah where he's like, the great Jewish people have overcome so much and they've thrived, thrived like no other, no other. And then there's Holocaust survivors in the like audience during this Hanukkah. I think this was the 2018 Hanukkah maybe. And he's like, we have the wonderful survivors of the Holocaust, beautiful people. They survived the horrible Holocaust, terrible, terrible Holocaust. And then he looks and he sees one of the women and he's like naming off the the names. He's like, Gertie Williams Minwitz. And then he sees one of the ladies. He's like, He's like, that's you? You look great. <laughs> like, he like hits on this Holocaust survivor. No, you can't be. There's no way you could be 90 years old. Why don't you come, come on down here? And then he like brings him up. Come on down, folks. Like it's fucking The Tonight Show. <laughs> and he brings him down. Oh, and at some point during one of the Jewish prayers, they pan over to Kushner and he's texting. <laughs> what a little fuck. Anyway, they're, hor- they're horrible people. They're probably gonna win, and then we're just gonna like be in this yeah. like crazy fascist Definitely. world, and like we'll just yep. live out in California, and like there'll be places like there'll be places, you know, some places where there's certain things that are allowed, and some that aren't. Like I think the United States will like stay together, but it will be a little like more loose because I think that whomever wins this election, they're sort of like mandate is going to be very limited in terms of people's trust. Because if Trump wins, people are just going to say, well, he stole it. Either way, he probably, he's going to try. I mean, whether it's through 
misinformation or postal service or challenging results or just straight up thuggery, like, you know, the Roger Stone, you know, Brioni riot or whatever they called it. Um, and um, so people will cry foul. And then if, if Biden wins, Trump and all of his people will say, oh, it's because of the mail and vote. And they faked it and Russia helped them or whatever. They'll come up with something. So no one's going to come out of this like with a clear mandate to lead the country. And I think that like ultimately states will like have to be left to their own devices to, uh, to prevent another civil war. So then the question is, will there be a rallying issue? Like there was in the civil war, which was, um, honesty and video game journalism oh no sorry that was gamergate <laughs> yeah i i agree though i do think things are going to get worse they as i usually say things are going to get worse before they get better or at least they need to get worse before they get better such that yeah you know we can we can feel like there's a good reason but at the same time i think what what's happened is that you know we've we've reached we've reached breaking point in such a way that we know <laughs> that putting a bandaid on it is so bad. Yeah, no, like Joe bad. Biden, Joe Biden, like all of Joe Biden's policies are actually just so regressive that it might be even worse in some ways because it's going to kind of like lock it in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really want to go back to the good old days of the Obama years. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? So, nobody wants that. Uh, and, and I was prosperous. Look, I was prosperous during the Obama years. So uh, it took a while, but eventually I was. So they were good times for me, but I think there was a lot of people that were suffering. And I think there's more people suffering under, under Trump uh, as well. But yeah, I don't know if it'll necessarily uh, be better long-term. I just think it's funny that like we're living to see this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, to see just like society, like starting to totally fall apart. And like, you know, I, I saw like kids riding skateboards with their, virus masks on and to me that like while like just you know like music was blasting in the background it was it was like the most apocalyptic but also like kind of wonderful thing <laughs> it was so blade runner uh and um yeah the people wearing the like thx 1138 like face masks at the vons and doing self-checkout and like the computers are all talking to it just seems like unreal <laughs> it's like you know we always watch these sci-fi movies about like crazy shit going on and like society totally changing but and, and you know people always warned us about like the re-rise of fascism and it's like oh we're like seeing all of this happen in real time and i just think that it is the odds that it would be us us you know collection of molecules sitting here that throughout all of the scope of human history we would be you know here at this moment experiencing such crazy privilege uh and talking on our little um computer devices while the world falls apart i never thought i'd live to see the end and uh this could be it or maybe it's not who fucking knows but I who knows yep i mean i'm not gonna freak out about it I'm just try to protect my family and my friends do whatever yeah I think we, we like, I mean, I, I don't know. I have grown kind of pessimistic about things a little bit in that um, it's hard to uh, feel, it's hard to feel like you have a lot of confidence that things are going to be, you know, okay. And, and I think that what we see in the system today, obviously to anybody who's I think watching is just 
you if you step back you gotta like look and see that you know like the extent to which people are becoming these few people are just becoming so wealthy you know and like and 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 why is it that we build these like what is it about companies where like what is it about society where we can have you know it must be destroyed that part of society yeah. just like the crazy wealth and equity and you know the addition. crazy wealth and equity where we can have these people that are like yeah i have a, a trillion dollars personally but yeah i live in a place where thousands hundreds of thousands of people are unsheltered what it's a fucking to me it's a crime against humanity that anyone yeah. has that money and that there's still there's still problems because like and i've said this before we've actually solved life on earth we can build whatever we want do whatever we want go wherever we want on this planet uh we have totally squandered that through our own selfishness and that is not to say that there aren't wonderful things that humankind has created with all of our our gifts and wealth and skills or whatever luck but I would say overall, we have squandered the incredible wealth created in our time, created in our country. We have squandered the incredible technological advancements that have happened in our country, in our world, in our lifetime on selfish, dumbass affairs, selfish, dumbass interests. And I include myself. And, you know, life's going to go on. Everything's going to be fine. You know, event, you know, whatever. Life is what it is. <laughs> um, but ultimately, like, we're looking at the behavior of people in an empire of decline. I just don't see the, like, I don't see the kind of discipline in this country that is that is needed to persevere. And I do see that in a lot of um what we're seeing from people of our generation in China. That there's a lot well, more, there's a lot more people got a lot more grit than we do in a lot of ways. Well, on that wonderfully uplifting note. Yeah. <laughs> I think the uh, Mandalorian's coming back some point. We're going to see more Star Wars. That's fun. The Mandalorian. I, I also think that, you know, China does have some dynamism. I, I, you know, I recently got to spend a couple couple weeks out there and i thought that was i was really excited to go back and then in china obviously in china? last year uh, last year oh nice um, oh, yeah i think you told me about that yeah and uh i was really excited to go back and um my and i were joking that i was this last year i was trying to get i've been trying to get the upgraded airline status i was trying to get gold status on united that was going to be the goal for this year um because i've been flying quite a bit and you know you have a couple international flights, et cetera. You know whatever you can you can upgrade your status, and and it's nice. It's a nice thing because you can you know you get upgraded and you get nice seats and stuff. Anyway, whatever. And it's joke right now because I mean obviously one I'm I nobody's traveling at all anywhere, and two yeah. I then I I change jobs and now I'm basically I'm I never travel. Yeah, traveling sucks. Like I got over my travel bug. I remember like you know that feeling the first time you get on an airplane just like oh, the world is, is so 
huge. It's such a beautiful playground filled with so many wonderful people and things. And I can you can remember the first time you got touch. on an airplane? When no, but that? I can remember the first time I was like leaving the country by myself. Really? When was oh you wait oh by yourself? By myself. Uh, <clears throat> I was a teenager. Yeah, wow. I think I was. You know what I mean? Sophomore, freshman, high school. I wanted to touch every corner of the earth. <clears throat> you know. Now I'm like I just want to putter around in my garage, see if I can get my Sega Genesis plugged into the projector. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a pretty. <laughs> so I can play Royal TV Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was in Paris in March, man. Right when that whole thing happened, I, I guess I keep telling that story, but I, I thought it was pretty crazy. So because yeah. I was there, I mean, I was there when they were crashing it down and i thought it was it was quite zany but uh i don't know man i love traveling it's nice it's nice when you get it down i do miss it i mean i just think that once i when i moved to new york i really became got over it because there's just so much flying back and forth you know what i mean so i got over well that's not much fun flying you gotta like you know like it's it's like one of those things where the best kind of trips i feel like i take i took or i would take where you just like, you know, I bring my backpack and I have like, you know, like a change of clothes and an extra suit jacket in there and I go for a few days or something yeah. and I try to make it work. That's just, it feels great to like go business style and you can just kind of, I don't know, you can kind of dirt bag business class. It's kind of fun. That does sound fun. Usually for that bug, I just go camping. Just go in the fucking desert or the woods. Yeah. I'm much more of like too. a camping guy than a traveling guy. Like I want to get the fuck away from everybody and not go explore the sites of our beautiful a beautiful world. Yeah. But at I've some point I want to see work. the pyramids and the Acropolis and all that fucking yeah. shit. But I'm like, oh, also I could just, you know, get the new flights, Microsoft Flight Simulator and like fly over it. Oh, dude, I really want that. I want the new flight simulator. I know, I tried to get great. it to run, but my video card just was like, no. Can I run it on my iMac here? I wonder. My, my, I mean, if my you iMac. have, uh, uh, I mean, theoretically, you could, you could, boot camp do a dual boot boot as as a windows 10 machine but it's going to be next year they're going to put it on xbox so i'm just going to wait for the xbox version it won't be as good but um yeah so it, it uses like actual weather information to generate right no i know i've looked at and it so it, people were uses flying open into the hurricane they're flying right. into the hurricane yeah they were using right. the open street maps but the, someone had made an error and they had entered it was supposed to be like a building st- height that was super yes. tall yeah it was supposed yeah, to be yeah. two stories and they entered like 200 yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah microsoft flight was great yeah it totally crashed my system but my brother-in-law like logged in as my xbox account and like, i'm so i'm trying to get caught i'm trying to get my employer who i will let remain nameless to, to basically change our, our use of Amazon workspaces to allow me to dynamically change my instance to be whatever size I want. Um, okay. And so then I can run anything in it. Um, but I, I still yeah. need to be able to install it. If I could get administrator access and have it, I would be able to just like create myself a, you know, 16 gig, you know, whatever, 20 gig, 30 gig, whatever computer I needed. But um, I still wonder if I could get it. You know, so I wonder if I could get it to run in parallels. Um, Parallels is janky, bro. I mean, I've successfully booted up a few games with that, but like, look, Dave and I were talking about this. Mac gaming has always been like a fucking joke. I mean, you got you had Marathon in fucking Oregon Trail in SimCity. I mean, it was it was like when we were growing up, Mac gaming was like a fucking joke. Yeah. I, I wanted to play some more Hitman recently. Oh, and I've been dude. trying to. Uh... Hitman 3 is coming out. And. Uh... Yeah, when is that coming again? 
that coming this, this year? year? I think. Yeah. And, and is that going to be console? It's going to be console. I mean, it'll be on, it'll be on PC. It'll be on Steam. But uh, this, this, this is going to be the third in this recent run of Hitman. And this, this run of Hitman is, this is my favorite game, I think, of all time. I mean, I think yeah. it is. I, I wanted to play some Hitman too. I was actually just trying to see. I was thinking I was going to sign up for Steam, yes. actually. So and all of the missions from Hitman 1 are in Hitman 2. And now all of the missions from Hitman 1 and 2, if you bought those previous ones, you get them all in Hitman 3. So, I mean, the locations are beautiful because they're like mini sandboxes. Like, they're not right. huge, they're like, sprawling yeah. things, but they have life in detail right. to them. You know, people walking exactly. around, l- little stories here and there. You know, right. I've played some There's of these so missions. so much to learn. It's a gajillion times and like i'll play it again and i'll hear some snippet of a conversation about someone and a character that appears in like a later level and it gives you a hint on how to do so i mean it's incredible like the level of detail and then just the graphics are beautiful like the opening um first level of the first one is in this beautiful old like mansion in paris and the detail of the art on the wall i mean it's just it's incredible so um yeah, those games are amazing. And then nowadays, because like most of the time when people play the old Hitman games, they would just, you know, they would play the mission, but then you would just go to the place, the different places you liked, and just like you would kill random people that you didn't like for whatever reason. So now they have this mode called contracts. So people, you can tag different people inside a particular uh, map, and then you can basically kill them in any way you want, and then other people have to replicate that, and you can make it very difficult. Like, I've made what made ones that are like so difficult that I would not even be able to recreate them myself <laughs> that require like unlocking some crazy different tool and then like shooting somebody and like jumping out the window and all this kind of stuff. But they're incredible. So yeah, you can play them on PC or Xbox or PlayStation. Um, and uh, yeah, blood money is still, I still have blood money. Blood money is still, you know, it used to be my favorite, but now this new run of Hitman is so good. Like I can't really go back to the kludgy controls of, of the older ones. Yeah. Just can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think hopefully they'll just remount, just boot those all into this new engine. It'd be fucking worth it. Or maybe not. Cause like yeah. they're doing Tony Hawk one and two, they're remastering Tony Hawk one and two. It's coming out this week. I'm definitely going to fucking get that. And it's just redoing everything with beautiful graphics. How beautiful would it be if they just had a package where it was like, all of the greatest hits of the different Hitman games over the years recreated. Curtains Down, remember that one? The Opera House one? I agree. Yeah, I, I want a console. I mean, there's toys I would want to get, I guess, someday, but I basically we just play Mario Kart. You know, like I play some yeah. Mario Kart, and that's basically what we play. We occasionally, you know, play some Smash or something, but that's about it. And uh, I do want to play some Hitman, so I, I will probably steam out some Hitman it is um, good hope- yeah dude you should build a rig just build a fucking little gaming pc it's gonna it's a, it'll be easy and fun yeah maybe when when i we after we get into play i gotta keep the uh stuff acquisition to a min yeah i get it we're gonna move we gotta you know like we're two we two are looking for a, a place to land a permanent a permanent mm-hmm. uh a permanent pad yeah you're gonna need a place bigger than this though so we're looking for a bigger place. It's true. We also are looking for a bigger place because we're kind of like want to be able to have the family come here, right? And yeah. so we, you know, we're looking for the place where like the GPs can stay. Right. Right. So, but uh, but we're just chilling and you know saving a little bit and waiting to see because we gotta 
know, you're looking okay. into it and you'll see. We're looking into it and we'll see. And, um, you know, uh, so I just thinking about um, uh, something else related that we were just talking about. I forgot. Hitman. Hitman loves yeah, Hitman. Hitman's so good. My, my favorite level of this new run is called Sapienza. And it's like a fake town on the Amalfi Coast in Italy. And it is a beautiful and amazing city of, of secrets and uh, uh, mischief. And it's great. And there's like allusions to other games and movies. I mean, it's just, it's fucking great. And it's also this new run of Hitman games. It's the best, especially the first one. It's the best James Bond game ever. Like if you could just, if you could just put a little yeah, on Agent 47, like right. the music, everything, it's like the opening game, the opening mission, you're wearing a tuxedo. Like, you know, we all know what's up. Put a little wig on it. Like if someone would just make that mod, I'd pay a thousand dollars for that mod. <laughs> you know what I mean? To just have a little fucking Sean Connery toupee. Or just select the toupee. You can do Oh yeah, show. why don't they add that? I'm surprised they haven't done that. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you can yeah, whatever. And, and you know, speaking of things that I want <clears throat> that I want to spend some money on, <clears throat> that would make me want to get uh, a machine running with Hitman. With Hitman, would be uh, I want to buy one of those big wraparound monitors. I told you, like I want one. Oh of those yeah, well that's great for flight inch. sim too. Oh man, you know, because I I I mean I have a a really nice setup still with my 5K iMac and my my 27 inch external, but I would love one of those. 48 inch yeah. widescreen fucking LED monitors. Those things are fucking amazing. They don't make a 5K yet. Nobody makes a decent. Well, I don't think a proper 5K. Yeah. But but uh but I think you're gonna have these huge you know wrapped widescreen monitors you're gonna be able to get, and they're gonna be amazing because so immersive for games right. like that where you're just you know looking around. Yeah, more screens, I guess. Just one screen, one screen yeah. would rule the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Rings. I also, I also kind of want an Oculus because I kind of feel like that yeah. sounds like fun. And, you and go Vader to the looks rift. good. You want to go? Vader looks rift. good, dude. Yeah, I want. They, I want more of a casual Vader game. Like, I want to see what it's like. Like, how does he pee? You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Like, lights. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> casual Vader game. <sighs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> he just like walks out of that little conference room on the Death Star. You just hear this, <laughs> just like League of Their Own level, Austin Powers level piss. And then like all the like those like space generals are like, How does he do it? Does he does he still have a dick or did it get burned off? I don't know. Shit, he's coming back. You guys all you guys all went quiet when I came back in. What the fuck is up? <laughs> you just make the sound effect of just make yourself the soundtrack for a cue sometime of the toilet flush, the Darth Vader breathing sound, yeah. and then the like bathroom door yeah. sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's enough. Someone's gotta fucking fix that door. <laughs> 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 does he does he take his gloves off before he wipes? I don't know. Shh, he's coming. Anyway, should we get Thai food, guys? Yeah. Anyway, well, folks, it's been a wonderful night. George Takei, thanks for coming in. Walter Koenig, thanks for not wearing your wig. Bill Shatner, I hope all the rumors are, are false. <laughs> 
I hope everything they say about you is wrong. <laughs> for your sake. Yeah. Me for <laughs> for your sake. I hope it's all, all wrong. For all our sakes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, always a always a pleasure. You should come visit when this is all over and we'll go to the D and uh bring the kids. In, indeed. And uh we'll get high and piss off our wives. <laughs> as as always they put up with it though i don't know why Dude, now i'm just become all right sometimes like the other day we, we went to marshall's and uh i didn't want to go and i immediately just like reverted into like acting like i'm like a son rather than a husband she's like we're gonna get these pillows like i think they're ugly buy me this star trek mug <laughs> solid yeah you should wait for the baby to come well actually no you should get it out now because um then i'm gonna have to comes, be the guy just being like yeah, then the kid to it. shut the fuck up in marshall's well no you're just gonna like you know you gotta just spend a year taking care of your wife yeah exactly shut up i'm gonna drop you up at brian singer's house if you don't do what i say whoa <laughs> yes no. no that's not cool man that's funny all right all right buddy i love you man and uh give a hug to all your little cute adorable creatures in your house i uh, i will do some talk to you soon yeah man love you too buddy